0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. Hello, and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you all joining us here today. It is news coming left and right out of left field. You never know what you're going to get with free agency. And, D, as you say, man, expect the unexpected we are going to dive into everything that has been happening for the Titans, from the surprise releases to the signings that we are expecting so far. A quick programming note, I know we usually release episodes on Thursday, but with free agency starting on Wednesday, officially, we're going to go ahead and get this episode out Wednesday morning. And so some things will probably have changed by the time you listen to this and we officially hit that free agent signing period. But just to give you all a heads up, we're coming out a day earlier. But before we get started, I want to ask: Do you believe and believe in Titans is presented by BetOnline.ag? You know, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing, and college basketball heats up as the schools have made their way into the madness. D, we're we're hitting that period to where games start on Thursday for the first four, and then. They're switching it up a little bit this year, but it's it's going to be a fun March Madness. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest, as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. D, I want to throw the first question to you. How are you feeling now that the team, we're definitely seeing some shakeup
0: for what the Titans roster is going to look like for the 2021 football season? You know, I'm excited about it, you know, because one of the things that they were able to do in this free agency is they basically went out and addressed the problem. And and I love what they were able to do in signing Bud Dupree and signing Danica Autry to really help show up that defensive line. I think that's two huge acquisitions, uh, to this defense. So I, I do believe these two free agents will be big additions and I, to this defense in 2021. And I truly believe this, Davey, I think we're going to see a change. I think if you're Shane Bowen right now, you're saying, man, you know what? Those, we were dead last and sacks last year. And now we got two of the best, at least I love Bud Dupree, and I was surprised with Danico Autry, but I like this move, and I think this is really going to uh, solidify this front as possibly being a top 10 defensive line uh, in the game next year. We can definitely discuss the Bud Dupree signing. That is by far the biggest move that the Titans
1: have made so far this offseason. I guess real quickly, Denard, what I wanted to do was run down the guys that the Titans have signed, the players that were on the roster last year that are now going to be in different locations. And then some of the guys that the Titans have cut more recently since we have last had a show. But the big addition, as you mentioned, was the Titans signing former edge rusher for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Bud Dupree. That is a five year deal listed at eighty two point five million. And it looks as though thirty five million of that is guaranteed. I have not exactly seen what his cap hit is going to be for that, but obviously that is a big talking point as far as making sure we're under the, the cap. We've been over that, but we know that there have been some moves specifically made by John Robinson to free up some money in that regard. The other move, D, as you mentioned, was Denico Autry. They're signing him to a three-year, $21.5 million deal, and his 2021 cap hit is going to be around $3.5 million. He's a guy that they are expecting to come, and he was with the Colts last year. Titans are familiar with this player. He is expected to replace Daquan Jones on that starting defensive front. And I, I think that's he's a solid starter. I mean, he's getting paid solid starter money. Nothing extraordinary, but that's a, another good addition for the Titans. The other move is the Titans have signed Cleveland tackle Kendall Lamb. And that's going to be a two-year deal worth around $6.8 million. His cap hit is going to be uh, like $2.6 million, I believe, for the 2021 season. Uh, Kendall Lamb, if that name sounds familiar, it is because he actually caught a touchdown against the Titans this past yeah. season with the Browns. Amen. They got a uh, tricky. And then earlier today, the Titans did re-sign tight end Jeff Swain. To be honest, I haven't seen the exact details on his contract yet, but it is a one-year deal. As far as former Titans, Jonu Smith and Corey Davis, uh, they went out and they got paid. Jonu signed a four-year, fifty million dollar deal with the New England Patriots. Pretty big stuff. That when that announced, I was like, "Oh wow, that's a uh, that's definitely yeah. some some cash flow coming his way." And I believe there's thirty-one point two five million at signing, guaranteed, or not at signing, but just total guaranteed for Jonu on that one. And the bigger news, I know this isn't the Tennessee guy, but the Patriots then went out and signed Hunter Henry. So they got the top two tight ends off
0: the market, going back to New England. Excuse uh, me, you said the top two tight ends, right? You said Hunter Henry, right? Yes. That was the guy that we were arguing about last week that I thought should have been here and that the Titans should sign. Yeah. and but you I just, just said, said he was top two.
1: <laughs> yeah, he is top two. I didn't argue he was top two. I just said he's still overrated.
0: Oh. The okay. difference. Like, I mean, okay, okay, just,
1: wait, just, okay. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it you're alone. Good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Uh, but the other news was Corey Davis, uh, your boy CD. Yes. He Give is it getting to me. three years, $37.5 million. Dang. Here's the kicker. 27 million guaranteed by next week. Yes.
0: Yes. So he's going to see
1: all that hit the bank account at once. Uh, That's going to be nice. Uh, His cap hit for 2021 would be around 9.3 million, which would have been a lot. I understand why the Titans were not able to pay that. Uh, As far as big time receivers making a contract or signing their contract, Corey was one of the top receivers off. I mean, there's still some other guys out there, but as far as big name receivers to to really fall early to another team, uh, Corey Davis is the guy to do that. Now, D, on the other side, as far as things that, as you said, I mean, expect the unexpected, but as far as cuts for the Titans, we've talked about Adam Humphreys, him getting released by the Titans. Uh, we talked last week about Malcolm Butler getting released by the Titans. Some other moves that have happened since then. The Titans released starting safety, Kenny Beccaro. Right. Huh? And then today they released a Dory Jackson and Dennis Kelly. So, uh, three of the four starting members for the Titans secondary, uh, when completely healthy, they will not be on the roster moving forward. Kevin Byard, really your kind of anchor on that defense. The the, the Pro Bowl safety, yep. Yeah, the mayor of Murfreesboro. He's really the only guy you have left. Which that is kind of scary, in my opinion, the fact that your number one corner is Christian Fulton, who only has one year under his belt. The draft. They're going to do that but that they got in my opinion they got to go out and find somebody in free agency to kind of help solidify that but the draft you're not getting many day 1 starters <laughs> in the draft especially with what the need. but again John Robinson is pretty much turning this roster over on its head when you look at a lot of these guys and I mean right now we really we only have one wide receiver and that's AJ Brown whenever I look at contributors and guys that can be big time playmakers at the NFL level so as you mentioned D, the draft free agency it remains to be seen what is going to happen because we still got about another week as far as yeah. some of these dominoes continuing to fall and so dia i mean I'm, I'm throwing it to you like what is next for the titans as we're looking at john robinson trying to fill out this roster where where do you think he goes position wise any players that you're like i i can still kind of see the titans fitting this in from a cap standpoint
0: yeah yeah, because you, you got another week of this. This is the good part because I think the ugly part is over, and that's usually that usually happens in the first part of Black March when they start releasing a lot of guys, and that's the part of the game a lot of fans don't like because a lot of times that's our favorite player that probably got released, like Adori. We're very big, very huge on Adori. I love Adori Jackson. I love his game out of USC. And he's one of my favorite players. But unfortunately, as I've I've said this time and time again, the the National Football League stands for what, Davey? Not for long. Not for long. That's just the way this business works. But I will say this. We talked about the two additions, big man Bud Dupree, my man out of Kentucky, and Danico Autry. So you know right now you got your defense aligned. You address the issues right there linebacker-wise, we're pretty consistent. We talk about that being the strong point of the defense. Now when you talk about possible free agents, hey, what about Bashan Breeland out of Kansas City? Or my man, and the guy that I like the most, is Mackenzie Alexander out in Cincinnati. I love this guy. You know why? Because last year, he was a headache for this offense. Let's just be honest with you. Mackenzie McK- Alexander really took it to A.J. last year, and he showed the league that he's a number one corner. And if you put him around a solid defensive front, He can be really, he can be even scarier. So i look at them possibly going out right now. Jalen Mills, my homeboy out of LSU, out of Louisiana State University. But he is my homeboy because he's from DeSoto, Texas, which is right down the road. He could be a a really good fix for this team. So, yeah, that's just the way this game works. I've always, I say this time and time again, it's about change. Change is inevitable uh, in this business. It's inevitable to teams. And so I'm looking forward to them addressing the secondary, but I look for them going in the draft this uh, year in 2021 and possibly getting a few young corners to come in. I think this is going to be a draft that's very corner friendly, as I like to call it. I usually, you usually find your, what I call dying pieces in somewhere that fourth, that sixth, believe it or not, third, fifth round. That's where you find a lot of really great solid corners. So, um, I like these three, uh, players. Deshaun Brillion, Jalen Mills, and Mackenzie Alexander. I think if you can sign one of these top uh, free agents, I think that really would help, really help your secondary and help with the loss of you know with KV gone and of course you know Amani Hooker. I think he's gonna he's basically he's gonna be the starter at that strong safety. He's gonna step in because I do like his game. So I think they're going in the right direction and and I like the, the moves that they've made so far. Unfortunately, I hate the guys. Uh, have been been released but that's just the nature of this uh, business
1: yeah I mean it's always moves that you don't like to see I mean I saw Dennis Kelly mentioning like uh, this kind of took him by surprise but as you said time and time again Denard like I mean this time of the year players always going to have to be on the edge of their seat to yeah you you just never know what's going to happen especially whenever they're trying to make everything fit from a financial standpoint I also meant to say that the Titans did sign wide receiver Marcus Johnson Uh, he is a I believe he's been in the league for about four years now, but he was previously with the Colts. And to be honest, he hasn't had a very productive career, but maybe that's a guy the Titans think can step up, maybe, yeah. maybe slide in there, be wide receiver number three. That's I, I, Yeah. I really just, I don't, I don't know what general manager John Robinson's plan is at the wide out position, just because I feel like there's, there's so many needs and I would love to see what his, his draft big board looks like and then also just some of the guys that they're still going after uh, in free agency. Now, I will say that whenever I'm looking at the Titans wide receiver units, and I talked about them signing Kendall Lamb, the Titans have more offensive linemen on their roster that have caught a touchdown than they do receivers that have caught a touchdown.
0: That means we got very athletic linemen. this <laughs> <laughs> one way to look at it.
1: You, you can look at it that way.
0: I, I, would, I, would, threats.
1: <laughs> I would probably... Granted, I'm not always the most optimistic person in the room, but I'd probably take it the other way and say, like, we don't have anybody at the wider position. Oh,
0: because, my gosh. we
1: um, got dual threats, so, man. Yeah, like, uh, gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I, I did want to say that the Titans also were granted the 100th overall pick in the NFL draft as a comp pick. Might have talked about that last week. Again, there's just been so much information. Just want to make sure I'm covering all our bases on that front. But, D, I did kind of want to get back into the signing of Bud Dupree, because I do think that that is a domino that might signal a little bit as far as where the Titans might be looking to maneuver after the fact. But before we get into that, I want to take a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay, where the rare dead stock of the latest release find the exact shoe you're looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 plus, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Dee, before we got into that, talked about Bud Dupree a little bit earlier in the show, and then I I thought that is a a good point to get into because when you're looking as far as what this Titans roster has been lacking, we haven't had that edge rusher presence. Obviously, General Manager John Robinson tried to address that issue last year by signing Vic Beasley Davion Clowney, both of those moves did not work out. I don't think anyone would argue that they, they did. When I'm looking at Bud Dupree, obviously I have a little bit of a concern seeing as we're talking about a guy who just came off of, or he's still coming off of a torn ACL. Yeah. But when you go back and you look at Pittsburgh's defense, you really start to see them struggle once Bud Dupree went down. Yeah. What are the Titans getting whenever you look at this player?
0: Okay. So when you're a GM and you're going into this free agency period and what you're trying to do is you're saying, if I bring this guy in, what is he going to add to this unit? What is he going to bring to this team? Last year, when we looked at the Titans, we kept talking about third down. We, we Then we talked about third down, but we also talked about the lack of production when we talk about sacks. Unfortunately, you know, for instance, I don't want to deviate from what I'm trying to talk about, but let's look who won the Super Bowl last year, right? So what, what a lot of organizations would do is they'll take whoever finished this, I like to call it this journey at the very end, which was Tampa. They try to take the blueprint from that organization. So when we watched the game against Kansas City and we looked at the Kansas City game versus Tampa Bay, we noticed one player Constantly on the run the whole game. Who was that? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. The whole game. So when you, when you see that quarterback scrambling, like he was scrambling in the Super Bowl, what do you attribute that? From what? That's a pass rush. Good pass rush. Yeah, exactly. And then you start with guys like JPP. You talk about Sue, uh, Vida Vay, Goldston, and the guy that we're very high on that we want is Shaquille Barrett. So you always start what? Up front. I continue throughout the year, and I say this time and time again, that everything starts where, Davey? Up front. And that's exactly what John Robinson did when he hired Bud Dupree. Over the past two years, now let's just take away the torn ACL because, and I say this all the time, when guys have torn ACLs in this day and age, they usually come back the next year, that that ligament being stronger. That's how far medicine has come. You know, back when I played, and you tore your ACL, you're pretty much done, your career is hat. you know. It was over almost 90% of the time. They look. What they did was they said, listen, for the past two years, he had had over 39 and a half sacks. In 2019, he had 11 and a half. And what you get from him, he is, when you talk about production, you see number 48 all over the field. They have him in different packages. But what you love about him, Davey, is the fact that he's disrupted and he can get to the quarterback. And he's 28 years old, so he's still in his prime. And this is the time where you start to see a lot of free agents around that age, they get that money, you know, and he's only in his seventh year out of Kentucky, one of our favorite schools that we'd like to pronounce. But what you're going to get from him, you get a disruptive pass rusher. And it's not necessarily means that, you know, that's going to equate into more sacks for our defense. But if you have one guy, you know, take, for instance, like before Javon Curse got to Tennessee in 1999, our defensive line. They they were just, they're very identical to what you saw last year from 97 and 98 when I was there. We didn't have a, a lot of guys getting sacks. But when you have one guy that's being disruptive, sometimes you got to take two linemen just to block one guy. So that opens up lanes for other players to make plays. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what they want in Bud Dupree. We want you to be disruptive when you come here to Tennessee. We want to see... That pocket collapsing. We want to see what we want to see quarterbacks in this league scrambling, not like last year where sometimes they're just sitting there baking bread. That's not what you want to see from a, your defensive unit. And I think that's what he brings. He brings that, that kind of production, being disruptive and just basically taking up sometimes. He can take, you know, two guys that may have to account for him when he's on top of this game. And that's what you want. Oh, most definitely. And
1: that is one of the things as far as I guess that I am most interested to watch is how does he he perform whenever he doesn't have T.J. Watt on the other side? Is this a guy that was able to take advantage of being on a really good defense and kind of was able to come in because he was always put in one-on-one situations? Or is he a guy that, mentioned earlier, that defense kind of fell off once he got hurt? So what exactly is that relationship? And as we talked about at the beginning of the show, D, like the Titans' secondary, that is going to be something that remains to be seen how they tried to piece that unit together. But we do know if you have a really good pass rush, that's going to help the secondary out. And that was the problem last year. It's like you can't expect the secondary in the NFL. A team in the NFL, you cannot expect their secondary to cover for six, seven seconds at a time in today's game. And that's what ours was having to do last year because we couldn't generate
0: that pass rush.
1: So I'm hoping the additions of Danico Autry, Bud Dupree, are the guys that are able to help ignite this unit? Maybe Bud Dupree helps Harold Landry really get going, even more so. I, I I do I do think it's interesting that I mean we're in a situation where Bud Dupree just got his his second contract. He's obviously coming off of his rookie contract. The Pittsburgh Steelers right. decided not to give him the franchise tag. So what what does that look like for some other guys that the Titans have had in in the first round? Because I don't believe general manager John Robinson has given a second contract to a first-round pick that he has drafted. Because obviously, Corey Davis didn't get it. We know Isaiah Wilson ain't getting it. We just cut a dory. Uh, so, I mean, Rashawn Evans, he's next to determine whether or not the team wants to exercise that fifth-year option. If I had to guess right now, I think they have until May 3rd. I do not expect Rashawn Evans to get that uh, that, that option put on. But, again, like this Titans defense is one to where we're having to watch it get pieced together as we come. I kind of harp on it, but it's like, Titans had a good team last year, but we obviously know what our flaws were. And I'm at least excited to see that we're going out spending money in those areas. Now, will everything be able to be pieced together, the Titans able to come back and really continue their reign atop the AFC South? So. I don't know. And again, a lot of this will, will kind of come out in the wash. Uh, but it's for myself. I just, I, I'm fascinated with how you piece a team, put them together. I mean, you look, got to look at it like a puzzle. Where's that missing piece at? How do I find it? How do I make it work within the financial constraints? And so the Bud DePree signing is a good start. I still hope the team goes out. They sign Jayon Brown, bring him back for another year. Still a lot of guys out there that have yet to be signed for other other teams and I mean some of these positions, like we talked about corner, but the Titans they do need another inside linebacker. And at least if they do go edge, I don't expect them to sign another edge rusher until we get to the draft. But talk talk me through it, D I know there's a long way to go, but like how are you are you seeing this being a good
0: team with the foundation that they're laying out so far? Only Tom will tell, you know, every year, every team is very optimistic. They believe there's always a Super Bowl winner after the Super Bowl is played. <laughs> Unfortunately, you got to play the game and that will determine really the outcome of, of which which organization is, you know, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in February. Listen, everybody's now is just bait. What they're doing is they're just putting together uh, their roster for 2021. And everybody believes that as of right now or when we finish somewhere after training camp, that, it you know, we have the missing pieces or we have the puzzle together to win a championship. Unfortunately, that doesn't always equate into wins in this league. We saw that uh, in New York, Uh, you know, for instance, just because you got Corey Davis, that don't mean you're going to win a Super Bowl. OK, or just because you go out and you draft well, you still got to play the game. And that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. We know that. And I don't wanna to continue to just talk and, and be uh talkative, but I I want to say this. In free agency, what you have to do is you look at your team. This offense last year unit was number one in the National Football League. Okay. So we don't really need to touch this. Okay? We got the core of our guys back. You got the king at running back. You got your quarterback and you got a stud that next year we're going to have to talk about him getting paid in AJ. So what you do is you feel like the Achilles heel of your team last year was your secondary, which couldn't get off the field on third down. But they didn't always – I thought the secondary show flashes at time, and they played pretty good. I just don't think they've got enough credit. Well, but, it,
1: in my opinion, it was more the lack of an edge.
0: Well, that's what it is, and that's what they addressed this year. So what you have to do if you're the – General manager, you have to say you have to basically sit back and say, what do we need right now? You know, I don't have two years, you know, to draft a guy and hope that he develops into, let's say, a Javon Curse or a Lawrence Taylor. You know, that's just that you don't have time in this day and age because it's a league that's built on winning right now. And you know, if you don't win right now, you're out of the door. That's just the way it works. As Steve wilkes you know, his first year at Arizona. Didn't go well, and he's out of the door. So what you got to do is you got to address the issue. They did that with Bud Dupree. Now, right now, how he plays next year will depend on, to me, how well Derek Roberson or Harold Andrew plays because sometimes if Bud requires for you to always account for him on the field, you got to bring in an extra offensive offensive guy to account for him, then that may leave holes for Derek and Harold to step up and make a lot more plays um, next year. Uh, get more sacks. It could raise their level of game. I I basically, uh, I saw that happen in Tennessee when we brought in Javon Kirst. A lot of people, they were not talking about Kenny Holmes for those three years that he, you know, they were like thinking, okay, he's not being very productive. You know, he's not getting the sacks, but then you bring in Javon, then all of a sudden teams are, you know, always got to count for non-zero. Then all of a sudden, Kenny goes off and have a great year. So actually one guy can actually galvanize your unit. So I think this is a huge plus to this defense. I think it's a huge addition. Again, Tom will only tell if he steps up and play like he's been playing the last seven years, you know, unfortunately last year was cut short, then you might see not only a resurgence in this defense, but you might see a guy that could be the X factor in this team getting to the Super Bowl next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. it's, I I still think we're a few pieces away before we can have that conversation. But as it relates to the AFC South, D, I know as you – been talking i've been trying to keep up on the latest actually got some pretty big news in the last 30 minutes since we've been recording so the texans we know their situation with deshaun watson remains kind of kind of murky we're not exactly sure on whether or not he's going to be playing for them but they did address who that replacement is likely to be if deshaun decides not to play but it is going to be tyrod taylor the texans are signing quarterback tyrod taylor to a one-year deal could be worth up to 12.5 million on the list, the, the Jaguars just made a trade for Malcolm Brown with the Saints. They also Jaguars just signed Marvin Jones to a two-year deal with fourteen point five million. And the Colts, we know that Philip Rivers retired, but they have Carson Wentz to be that heir apparent. But other than that, uh, former Colts quarterback Jacoby Brissett is signing a one-year deal with the Miami
0: Dolphins. Mm, that's a good. I like that. I like that. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, underrated. He was paid handsomely in Indianapolis. And I can't believe they brought in Phillip Rivers to really to uh, step in. I thought the organization was going to build around Jacoby. So I think with Jacoby going to Miami, that's going to be a huge addition to that Miami team. I promise you, D. But I I want to say this right quick, D, and not to get off, but congratulations to Tyrod Taylor. I love him as a player, but you know what? I've hated to see Tyrod go through uh, these last few years is the fact that why is it every time he's brought in to be a starting quarterback, that organization goes out and draft, you know, a number one at quarterback. And then Tyrod seems to either get hurt, like what happened in Cleveland. Then all of a sudden we saw Baker Mayfield. Then he goes to, was it, L.A. I want to say San Diego, goes to the Chargers. And then Justin Herbert comes in. Now he's the, you know what, Tyrod, is this a saying that, uh Houston's got to draft a quarterback. <laughs> I can see it. It's yeah. like every yeah. on right goes. They they end up drafting a number one quarterback who ends up being a stud.
1: <laughs> I guess that's kind of the thing. It's like teams view him as a as a valuable number two, but he doesn't exactly have the tools that they're looking for to where you can build the franchise around him. And so he's more of a he, he's a piece you kind of have just to fill in for the time being. It did suck how. Things went for him last year where he had yeah, a punctured um, lung from the team yeah. doctor. I hate it that. He's starting position that way, but at least he is being paid very for handsomely for his yeah. service. So that's at least a, a good thing in,
0: hey, in that regard. I'm not going to. Chase Daniels, hey, he's been in the league, what, thir- almost 13 years now? How many games has Chase Daniels started over the. You know, from right here, Dallas, South Lake Carroll High School. You know, probably you can count on your on one finger how many games he started, but he's a very valuable commodity in this game. I'm telling you right now, Davey, the way to go is to be a backup quarterback. Because not have know, to take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you finish playing this game, you probably did play about 16 years. You know, Shane Matthews from Florida was a really good backup quarterback. Remember Shane Matthews? Played yeah. 14 years in the league yeah, back exactly. in the early 90s.
1: Like I know we've we've gotten we've gotten off, but I would I would give Jim Sorgi my uh my backup quarterback uh, award. Right. Just Sorge. sit behind the Manning family for all those years. It's, all right. it's not a not a bad gig if you ask me. So yeah. Yeah. my orange bias might be showing on that one, but uh, D. Before we go, I mean, again, like we're we're gonna get this episode out uh, earlier than usual, but again, there's there's gonna be things that change. Like you're gonna call your shot. Titan signing anybody. That you're just like, just go ahead and mark it down. It's going to happen.
0: Well, every time I call my shot, it comes true. Well, it, almost because I, you know, with Corey, I talked about him going to New York. I was thinking it's going to be the Giants. I thought they were going to give Daniel Jones a new play toy. I told you, but I said he's going to be on Broadway somewhere. I was anticipating the Jets. <laughs> I was anticipating him going to the Jets, but I, I told you, I said. I thought it was going to be the Giants because I I truly believe Daniel Jones needs a secret weapon. But, hey, who knows what's going on? Just
1: throw out the best player available and just say they're going to be a Titan. That's that's how this works, right?
0: Yeah, but you know what? I will say this. Congratulations to all the guys that are getting paid. You know what? This is a hard business to make money in. I tell you, it, it really is. It's a very rigorous sport on a player mentally, physically, and spiritually. And people don't know how hard it is to play this game, and when you get compensated like these some of these guys like Corey, you got to take advantage of the situation because for most guys that get these contracts now in about two or three years they it, it, let's just say they're released, they probably won't get another contract like this again, so you have to take full advantage of this situation because when they say you only get paid once in this league, typically that's the way it works and so hey man, it's a great opportunity. And uh man, have fun, you know, but again, free agency wise, all of our listeners, Titan fans, hey, let's McKenzie Alexander Cincinnati baby. Let's bring him to Tennessee. All right, going the cornerback route. Yes.
1: I'd like to see us go get Kyle Noy. Uh that would that would probably be You like Kyle Noy. He's just you got an edge. Him. He's he's got an edge to him, man. I just I, I think that's something that he, well, he also just fits that Mike Brable style of defense that yeah. I'm I'm kind of used to, so I, I could see him coming in and being a big time player. Who knows? I, again, like I feel like he's going to end up here in Tennessee, or he's going to go to New England. So might as well be us. But I don't know, D, we're up against it. We'll be back next week. Be a lot more to break down at that point as the Titans continue to fill out their roster during the 2021 NFL free agency period. But that is going to do it for us for Denard Walker. I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com.